With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter with my co-host, um, the very own Jordan on another episode of this podcast. Um, obviously not in big spirits today, um, recapping the loss to the Kansas city chiefs, 34 to 28, just, um, at this point, I am growing very frustrated, growing very, very, very frustrated. Um, I sound like Stephen A. Smith at this point. I'm, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it was great to, okay. So let's, let's go and like distinguish the different parts of the game, the pros and cons, what went well, what didn't go so well. So pros, we scored 28 points. Holy shit. Russ, (laughs) Russ actually looked pretty, pretty good. He looked pretty good there early in the game. He was missing some reads, which is really getting on my nerves. Like the very first play he went deep for, um, I can't remember who it was, but I know that Jerry Judy is wide open in the middle field. He would have picked up 20 yards easily. And there's just other throws he's missing on. But once we, we were down 27 to zero to the chiefs and we crawled all the way back to 27 to 21. Then after that, we were still keep staying in the game after they even scored another touchdown. And it's just so frustrating because this was the worst game of the uh, by the defense the whole season so far, which me and you predicted in the last episode. But then it was the best game by the offense all season, which I don't think any of us saw coming. And somehow there was four total passing touchdowns today, three by Russ. And then obviously, as a lot of you guys know, Russell Wilson put all of his effort on the line in that final drive. It was second and 34, and he somehow still converted. And then the next play, he goes, runs, picks up, you know, it was, I believe it was like third and 11. Um, He goes and picks up that first down, great scramble, amazing. And he putting all his entire body on the line, 34 years old. And he just takes a mean hit as he gets to the ground right around, you know, inside the five-yard line. Man, that one hurt. And I was pissed off because they were, they had the cameras on him right after that vicious hit. And obviously, it was a, you can tell immediately, just as a basic, you know, a sports fan, that that was a concussion right away, the way he looked. Um, I was yeah. mad that, I was mad that the, you know, the photographers and the video crew and the broadcast were showing that, you know, I mean, have, have some respect. The, the dude's going through a serious injury. That gave me, you know, immediate, like, thought, you know, uh, you know, thoughts about the whole Tua injury and the concussion and just how the NFL is, you know, they they want to protect their players and stuff, but then they show shit like that where it clearly is doing it for like the views and, you know, the clips are going to be reposted and they're going viral and upping their, you know, gimmicks and whatnot. Um, but, you know, aside from that, um, other good stuff, Marla Mack had an insane huge 65 yard touchdown that came out of nowhere. I went insane after that shit, but the biggest thing in the game today, Jerry Judy is him. Stop disrespecting this man. Every single one of you that said trade Jerry Judy at the deadline, what are you saying now? <laughs> what are you saying now? Trade Jerry Judy what? You know trade Jerry Judy? Yeah. 
What do you got to say yeah. about this one? Um, about the game period. Well, the game went entirely different than I thought it was. Towards the beginning, you know, I thought I predicted um 31 to 10, I think, and I was like, Yeah, it looks like we're probably gonna lose somewhere like 40 to 6. Uh but then out of nowhere, Patrick Mahomes just started taking chances. He threw two picks in a row. We scored. I don't know how we scored two touchdowns off of him. Um, but I will say, now nah, Jerry Judy looked insane. He actually looked like the first round, you know, wide receiver that we thought we were getting. Uh, and really, it took him yelling at Russ, yelling at everyone on the sideline to basically give him the damn ball. And then he finally got the ball, and he he took off from there. I think um, our defense though. You know, they gave up points, but I will say they got three turnovers on the best offense in the league right now. I mean, statistically, the Chiefs are the best offense. They got three turnovers. They put us in position to win, you know, to win that game. And obviously, we couldn't capitalize, but I will say this was our – to me, even though we lost this, we looked our best this game. Surprise, even though yeah. I think throughout the whole season we looked aggressive, we looked like we were actually hungry to get a win. You know, I it just – it sucks at the end of the day that we lost, but I really liked it. I thought I thought as a Bronco fan, it looked good. I mean, Russ, he looked like Russ. I mean, you know, obviously he got hurt. And you know, after he went out, I said, Yeah, we're probably not gonna win this game, even though we had a chance, but yeah, but Russ looked good. Yeah, he did. It was so like refreshing and reassuring to see him, you know, use his legs and pick up yards. He had 57 rushing yards today, and like all of that was basically on just like two drives where we were like, you know, we two touchdown drives. So it just shows how much important that is to, you know, and how viable and contributing that is to, to his success. And I will confidently say that after this game, Russell Wilson still has it with his legs. You can say he doesn't whatnot and he doesn't tend to run as much as more uh, anymore, but when he does, he's, he's, you know, picking up yardage. He's, you know, picking up first downs that this team needs the way that they've, you can go. I don't know. I don't think he ever really lost it with his legs. I just think mm-hmm. the Broncos, you know, Nathaniel Haggard coming from Green Bay, tried to make him more of a pocket passer and more of a shotgun right guy. And, you know, he just really – I mean, it was just kind of weird not seeing, you know, the Broncos want him to use more. I mean, I mean, today he looked like, you know, Russell Wilson. You know, everybody mm-hmm. was down the field. He just took off and he pulled it. He got us down to like the 20. We ended up scoring. I mean, we looked like a, a football team offensively today. I don't know what we been looking like the rest of the season, but today we actually looked really good. I was right about to say, like, you literally took it right from me there. They just were not letting Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson throughout the season. You can say what you can say all that you want, but that's absolute truth right there. I mean, that's you can tell through all the tape and everything that they never really let Russell Wilson. They never really designed plays that fit Russell Wilson's skill set and his leisure of, you know, how he wants to run his offense. And I am absolutely pissed off that they went with what Hackett wanted to do rather than what Russell Wilson wanted to do this season. So yeah. pissed off. And yeah, everybody thinks he's, you know, washed because of it. It's it's annoying. Yeah, because, I mean, in the offseason, you know, you listen to him talk, they were, like, supposed to be making something together. And then you could just tell right off the bat it kind of went to leaning towards more Hackett's way of the way he wanted to call the plays. And it just hasn't worked out. I mean, another thing I'll take away from this game, it's got to be the offensive line. They looked Horrible Dude. this game. I mean, you want to talk about the injuries, all the penalties. It's just it sucks. I mean, in you know, people say Rush is washed, and you know, they everybody gonna hate on Russ because he's gonna be the fall guy. But I mean, look at that offensive line. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, he has I mean, we had he had like no time to throw the ball, taking hits. As soon as we get down in the red zone, we get two holding calls. It's just like 
Dude, and there's so many people on Twitter that said today, oh, all these fans are so, you know, you know, um, what do they say, like dumbfounded or whatever for immediately going to the offensive line for the blame. Dude, I understand that a lot of times today, and I will admit he held on to the ball too long or he was just running into sacks. Did that a few times, I would say like three times. But other than that, dude, so many of these plays that, you know, didn't even come up as sacks, he was running for his life and he was still completing passes, still figuring out how to pick up yards with his legs. And then not to mention a bunch of times where, you know, I love Calvin Anderson and then also Cam Fleming. But, dude, they the edge rushers ran right past him and they're like, yeah, dude, like how much can we ask of Russell Wilson torn lat? Torn, uh, partially torn hamstring, now concussion. What the fuck are we expecting from Russell Wilson at this point? He has a knot on the side of his head, too. I don't know if you saw it. Dude, I saw it. It was crazy. Crazy. And the crazy part is he, after all that shit happened, he ran out of the medical tent to congratulate, you know, Brett Rep and Jerry Judy, the offense, for scoring a touchdown. You talk about the media want to bash this guy for his bad character, bad leadership. He's such an awful person in the locker room. Yeah, my ass. I'm, I'm tired of all the media bullshit drama over Russell Wilson. It's just, it's being completely stretched and reached. It's been stretched all season. I mean, it's just, I mean, I understand he's not playing, you know, at some points throughout the games, you know, he isn't playing like how he should be. I think he could be playing just a little bit better, but I mean, he's received a a lot of hate and it's kind of really, you know, he, I don't think he's really done anything to deserve that hate. Like, you know, how some other players do, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's messed up. But the double bag, you know, on the offensive line, you know, it was a drive there in the fourth quarter where I think we could have taken the lead. It was like one of the drives we had to where we could have taken the lead. And uh, Russ got sacked on first down. Then he came out on second down and got sacked again. And within like the first two seconds of the play, he was on the ground. Yeah. And it, it was like third and 30. If, if I'm, yeah, it was third and 30. And on third down, we threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage to Latavius Murray and then had to punt. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, we have third strings in at what tackles. We had a, a rookie, a guy we just got out the practice squad, and uh, Moody. Yeah. And then the only guy, the only guy that was was uh, Miners, the only starter. Everybody else is backups, practice squad guys. It's just... Yeah, it's unbelievable. And by the way, Graham Glasgow, Luke Walk- Luke Wattenberg, you guys are fucking ass. Terrible, terrible motherfuckers, bro. I hate to say, it. I told you guys, Luke Wattenberg was a terrible draft pick. He shouldn't have been drafted. Like, dude, <laughs> I bro, I hate to say it, but oh my God. Graham Glasgow does not know how to pick up a blitz to save his life. This dude watches guys go right past him. It's like he wants Russell Wilson to be fucking destroyed. Like, excuse me for my language, but I am so I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired of backing up this O-line. I think I think the main problem with Glasgow is, you know, he's he's more of a guard. I mean, you know, we got him and, you know, they say he was a center slash guard. But I think that was just because Detroit had injuries as well. But I think he's mainly a guard. And I think having him as center, he's just it's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, he's kind of an, an upgrade of Lloyd Cushenberry, you know, but not that much. You know, he's Bro, just, what was he's, the old like? Yeah. What was the O-line coach and Hackett thinking by starting Luke Wattenberg, your fifth or your sixth round rookie at left at guard? guard. You, yeah, bro, guard. you have Muti who has plenty of experience starting at that specific spot. And you – I but I, think, I hate it here, bro. Yeah, no, I think um that was another one of the moves in the offseason that kind of had me, like, question – you know, questioning a lot of things was letting go Mike Munchak. I, I just didn't really see the reason behind it. You know, I understand you want to bring somebody new in, but – 
you just kind of let them go. And the offensive line just looked horrible. It, I mean, mainly it's because of injuries, but you, you're putting a rookie center who hasn't ever played a game at guard. Yeah. I've... Against against the Chiefs. And Chris then when, Jones, he, when he played like, at his natural position center, when he had a fill-in for when Lloyd, Lloyd Cushenberry got hurt, this this dude was like botching snaps, even <laughs> though he was a, he played center his entire life. Like, bro, come on. And you're gonna think he's gonna yeah. think he's gonna be okay at guard. Like, dude, he was going against Chris Jones. What are we what are we doing here? How does and that matchup pro, make sense? Bowlers, yeah, one of the best defense tackles in the league. And you got this rookie fifth six router going in there. You're asking for torched. your you're asking for your starting quarterback to be killed. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's Russ back there ripping, fucking, I don't know, a whole different player. They're gonna get killed. Don't understand the idea behind that process to make that that business move when, you know, that matchup is so lopsided on paper. Touch terrible decision. I, I don't care if you switch Miners to left guard. Miners is really good, and you, I don't know, maybe throw Glasgow at right. I, I don't know, just. Try to do something different, and they show they show that it was a terrible d- decision because they ended up throwing Quinn Bailey in there, and then he was ass. Oh god! And and then they threw Muti in there, and Muti was he was pretty solid. They called a um a hold on him, which was yeah. BS. That wasn't a hold. I it was a, it was a really good um you know I don't know if it was a chop block, but he it was a really good block there, and just questionable call there. But overall, O line played bad today. Um, my my personal take, I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but I believe that if Russ was never injured, we would have won this game. I I really do think so. I think he I think he outplayed Mahomes today. To be honest, that that fraud that threw three interceptions. Okay, <laughs> I I mean, it is weird. It's crazy to say, but I mean, he did. I think you know Mahomes. He Mahomes was testing us and you know you got to realize you know we, we are one of the better defenses in the league so we made him pay three times and shout out to Josie Jewell he's him I mean Dude, he, great game great game he baited Mahomes on the last interception he you know he thought you know he I don't know what Mahomes saw Mahomes I guess didn't see him shuffling back and he picked him but I mean uh, I mean he did I play Mahomes but I think you know if Russ stays in there you got to think you got you to realize you know we had the ball at like the five I think the first possession and then yeah. you know the fumble um it's like going I mean, back you know, to what you were talking about a few weeks ago. The special yeah. teams is terrible, terrible starting field position. I mean, yeah, I mean, but if, if if Russ stays in there, I think we of course have a better chance. But I don't know. I mean, you never know with this offense. I mean, we had every chance to take the lead, and it was just punt, 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 punt. But I mean, you never know. Yeah, it sucks so bad because we very easily could have won this game. We just kept giving the ball back to them, man. And then the defense would get – and that's the thing about the defense today. They may have given up a lot of yards, which is expected from the number one offense in the NFL this season, but they got really big turnovers when we needed them. Um, and stops too. You think about yeah. the, the the three and outs in the second half. I mean, they, they only scored they only scored seven points in the second half. I that's think. crazy. That's crazy, yeah. I mean, you, you can't ask nothing more from them. You can't. Just... And they literally they literally had a pick six, you know, the, the Willie Gay um, – he batted yeah. the pass, and I don't think that was on Russ. That was just an amazing play by Willie Gay. It really was, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could make the argument, but that I don't really think he expected Willie Gay to make such an acrobatic play. Nah, like that, that was but... he tipped it with one hand, got it back. I mean, that, it was crazy. That was, yeah, it was crazy. Whoa. Yeah, but you just got to think if that never happened, if we 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 could have had the lead at several points in the game, but you know, uh, no ifs and buts. Just the fact that we lost today is, you know, that's the truth. Um, you know, you can say, what if this happened? What if that happened? But 
you know, regardless, we just got to try to find something positive from this game. The offense finally got some momentum and rhythm. So that's something to look forward to going into the offseason. I think one thing a lot of Broncos country could like look at at this game is, okay, maybe we can feel a a lot more comfortable with Russ going in the future because with all these practice squad guys, this bum O-line, Nathaniel Hackett, who is like (laughs) not even good enough to coach a high school team, and um, Justin Allen, who's playing Clash of Clans on the sidelines. Um, the fact that Russell Wilson was still he really? Led... <laughs> no, he wasn't. But oh, was he man, really? I just... saw that too. <laughs> oh, no, I don't man, even please. know. I don't even know what Justin Allen is even doing there. Like, what is he doing? I mean, he's supposed to be the offensive coordinator, and then they gave the play call in the Kubiak. So I mean, that's what happens when you hire a tight end coach to be your offensive coordinator. Yeah, they were pretty desperate for the hire. They they really wanted Adam Stenovich, the um, run game, the running backs coach, I believe, in uh, Green Bay. And when they really they missed out on him, they just kind of were like, okay, Justin Allen's like our last option. And Justin Allen was really never qualified to be an offense coordinator at all. Yeah. Um, he was just a friend of Hackett's in college. That's the reason he got the job. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, we kind of – also, PS2, really good pick. That was – Man, the first glimpse of that, I was like, yeah, that definitely hit the ground. I, you know, maybe he'll get one next time. But, no, after replay, holy shit, that was an, probably the best pick we've seen all, all season outside of the K1 Williams game ceiling pick. But oh, yeah, that, was, yeah. that was a really good pick. Um, yeah, obviously, Jewel had two picks, the best player on defense today. Um, that was re- that was really good to see. Dude, the Singleton and Jewel duo, man, that that's going to be a hell of a duo. Maybe we bring back uh, – we got we to gotta extend Singleton this offseason. We got to. Because lots of people, lots of Eagles fans are saying, man, this dude's ass. You guys aren't going to like him at once this after this year. But he hasn't been, like, terrible in coverage, but he hasn't been great by any means. But this dude's an overall really, really solid linebacker. I believe he leads the teams yeah, in tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look you look both of them against the run, too. They're just everywhere. Yeah. Anytime, you know, I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, it's like every time we get a tackle, it's either one of those two. So I say, yeah, I say extend them, but I still think we need to get another linebacker in there. One that's, you know, really there for covering. Cause and healthy. When you have to play, yeah, healthy, you know, because when you have going against those Travis Kelsey's and, you know, when Darren Waller gets back healthy, you're going to need somebody that's going to have to cover him. Yeah. Because today, Josie Jewel, he couldn't, he, he couldn't, he couldn't hang with Kelsey. It was some plays where Mahomes just missed him or Kelsey just couldn't hold on to it. And he had Jewel lost. Yeah. Other than that, um, not really much else to say. Um, we didn't really have to do anything on the run, the run game today. That which is crazy because, like, when you look at really good offenses, like especially <laughs> like the Bills and the Chiefs, they don't really have to rely on the run game to have a great offense. And today, we stuck with the Chiefs, and we really should have won this game. We did like literally nothing on the ground. I believe, um, I'm like 99 sure Russ was our leading rusher today with just 57 yards. So the fact that, you know, Russell Wilson was able to lead this offense to that many touchdown drives is really cool. Um, obviously, Brett Rippon came in and threw that touchdown at Jerry Judy, his third of the day. Um, Jerry Judy is, like, virtually impossible to guard in man coverage. Like, if you're pressing this dude at the line of scrimmage, you're asking for, you know, you're, you to be cooked on a, at least the first time. He was cooking. He was cooking the Chiefs all day. It didn't matter who they had on him. He was just cooking them. Yeah, it was crazy. It, it it was so it was so crazy and fun to see. I mean, it, it was the one of the um, drives at the end of the game. They lined him up outside and man and Rush just threw a dart to him. He like killed somebody like right off the right off the line. He shook him and Rush just threw a dot. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like Judy, man. 
Yeah, he's different, man. I've been telling people. I've been, I swear to God, I've been supporting this dude since day one. This is still, you know, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, my favorite Broncos personally. I went insane when we drafted them. Um, ever since that, ever since you know the rookie year with the the drops and stuff, so many people have been bashing him. And then now the the um, concern is the injuries and stuff. But the the matter of the fact is nobody can. Uh, disagree with this he, when he gets the ball when he gets thrown the ball he's gonna make plays he's he's yeah. gonna make plays and at this point when, at one point in the game I was like dude Russ doesn't even have to like make multiple reads if he's just looking at Judy he's he's gonna find him open he's gonna complete the ball Jerry Judy he could have had 120 plus yards today he was open on multiple occasions and we still weren't looking at his way a few times Jerry Judy's a generational talent and people gotta you know realize that sooner or later I mean, I think it just speaks volumes how kind of bad our, you know, our offensive play calling is when when one of your receivers is. I'm pretty sure he had over 100 yards, didn't he? Um, no, he actually only had 73, but he had 73. Three tutties, so. But when he when you have when you have a guy that's got three touchdowns, hot, he's fired up yeah. on the sideline, and you just you just give him the ball every other three plays. No, he needs to be getting the ball like every pass play. He needs to be the first read. Like Rush needs to be looking his way. He should have had way more targets, catches, and yards. I mean, just. You got to get them more. I think every game from now on, Jerry Judy needs to be getting at least at least nine targets a game. Every game. If he doesn't, I like I said all year, I, I don't know what they're doing. He needs to be yeah. getting the ball. So potential is really off the roof, and he deserves so much better. And you can tell how much he wants to win. Like he brings fire and passion to this team that we need. And so if you ever thought about him being a bust or wanting to trade him or get nah, rid of him, I don't understand that argument. Um you know, he and I understand fans like going to the immediate assumption that he's not having a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or whoever it is t- type of arc early in his career. Well, situations are a number one factor and key into these things. Not everyone's going to have, you know, Kevin O'Connell and, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins drawing up plays for you all the time, you know, and then now everyone's going to have Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow drawing up plays for you all the time. So, you know, Jerry Judy has been a very rough situation already, you know, uh, multiple offensive coordinators um, or play callers um, and then obviously multiple starting quarterbacks. So it's just been a really rough way for him. And, you know, that at the end of the day, if he's not going to, you know, get the attention or not the attention, but the targets and the love that he's supposed to get to, you know, really for his career to take off, he's going to go do it somewhere else and, I, I, you know, I hate to say, I hate to say that, and I would never want that to happen, but at the same time, he does deserve better and him and Russ got to figure it out this off season. It seemed like they're figuring it out today, but they got to figure out how to make him the guy in that receiver room, even if they're going to um, draft someone in the first round, or if, you know, obviously Tim Patrick's coming back, they really got to make him a factor in this, this offense. Cause he, it seems like he's a spark that he's a life of this team. Yeah, uh, two things to go on what you said. Number one, I think this game really showed that he's our he should be our number one wide receiver, probably moving forward. I mean, you have a statement game like this, you get fired up, you go out there, have three touchdowns, and you put it all out on the line and you lose. Um, I think he should be our number one. Um, number two to go on what you said. I I think Jerry Judy's at the point now where he's looking at, like, you know, like you said, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, you know, they're lucky to have these, you know, the coaches and the quarterbacks, but you know, they also have other guys around him too. You know, you look at Adam Thielen, yeah. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I mean, you have a lot of guys, you know, that goes in the factor where they can, you know, defense worry about other guys. But um 
I think Judy might end up getting moved for draft capital. I think so. I think, you know, teams are going to see his potential and possibly want to give off two seconds, a second and a third, or maybe even a late first round pick for him. But I think, you know, we're probably going to end up having to deal him. And I, I think it sucks, but I think he might be one of the guys that we possibly move. It's just it's one of those. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that sucks. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I I just don't ever want to think of that possibility. I love <laughs> I love Judy so much, dude. I I want the absolute best for him. I want him to be the stud here in Denver. Yeah, um, he he deserves it, man. He could have. No, he does. He could have pulled a um Mika Fitzpatrick or. Um, you know, Kadarius Tony, whoever, and got out of there, uh, got out of their situation early. But he he's really stuck with us throughout, you know, almost all his years here on his rookie contract and all the losing, going from I being think. like the number the top receiver in the nation, Alabama winning a title, just being the best team, winning so many games, you would almost never see them lose with him and Tua. And he comes to the Broncos and it's just been the complete opposite. And he's just really mentally, it's been a battle. Yeah, I think this year is like even worse though because you know before for this year you know we never had we never really had any expectations you know just kind of like like okay we're gonna test Drew Lock and then we got Teddy Bridgewater you know he kind of knew what to expect from Teddy he's just gonna be a bridge quarterback but you know you get mm -hmm. Russ you get this new coaching staff and you know you're thinking all these high expectations and then you know you just it's kind of you get the same kind of production you know you're losing more we're on pace to lose more games than we have in previous years. Um, yeah. I think it's just more frustrating now. And I think, you know, Judy's going to probably look around and if no changes are made, I'm pretty, I mean, if, if you know, if no changes are made, you know, they, if him and Russ really can't figure it out, then I think there is no other option. I think he might end up pulling the Mika or Kadarius Tony and it sucks, but I mean, I hope, I hope that him and Russ can figure it out. I think this game was kind of a step in the right direction, you know, because I think part of it had to do with trust. And I think Russ only trusted Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully moving and moving forward, you know, him and hopefully through, you know, the rest of this season, him and Judy can just connect every game, just connecting. I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Also another game where Kendall Hinton showed that he deserves a spot on this roster undeniably. Um, he didn't lay out light up the statue by any means, but he seems like a very reliable third down target. Whenever we're like really in panic mode that we're about to do another three, go another three and out or pun again, um, he it seems like he's the guy that Russ goes to. And it's really, really, really cool to see that some guy who wasn't even on the 53-man roster to start the season, um, now he is a very big third-down contributor and has really stepped up in the absence of, um, you know, K.J. Hamler. So that's that's been really cool to see. Um, I think he's he has a very bright future here in Denver. Um, but, yeah, with that being said, um, that's going to be it for today's episode. hope you guys enjoyed. Um, obviously – not the result we wanted, man. This is the 14th straight loss to the Chiefs. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's been – I was literally like a little kid the last time we beat them. It's just – it's getting outrageous at this point. I was in the seventh grade, I think. Seventh or eighth grade, one of those we're, years. We're both 20 years old, so it yeah. should be the same. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's crazy to see that, say that, man. Junior high school is the last time we beat the, the Chiefs. That's that's unbelievable. Um Hopefully, you know, we have another shot this season. Um, hopefully, um, we could be more healthy, get Brandy Gregory back, Caden Stearns, um, make a better run at this and have a better defensive game. Um, we'll have Cortland Sun back, hopefully, at that, that time next. Um, 
But yeah, just very unfortunate. This game meant, I know I probably probably can speak for Broncos country on this, but it meant a lot to me, man. Like this, obviously the season's over. And then um, obviously something I completely forgot to say, um, It after today's loss, it is official. The Broncos have been eliminated from playoff contention. So no more, um, you know, playoffs until proven otherwise uh, for all the optimists out there. Um, season's basically over. Um, at this point, I really don't see Hackett. There a reason for keeping Hackett anymore. But um, to be real with you guys, I can guarantee you he's going to be here till at least um, the very, you know, the very last game after that. Um, yeah. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed um, this upcoming week. Um, I, who do we face? I believe it's the Cardinals, right? Cardinals or Chargers? One of those teams? No, it, it, I think it's the Rams. No, the no, Ra- no, 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 no. Play no, the Rams no, on Christmas. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams on Christmas. It is the. I think it might be the Chargers. Yeah, it's got it's got to be the Cardinals the Chargers. or Chargers. While Jordan's searching for that, uh, make sure you guys right now hit the like button, subscribe button on YouTube if you're listening on that platform, and the Spotify and App Podcast. Make sure you guys are followed, um, subscribe, whatever, and you have notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Bronx Seven Podcast. And also leave a rating, leave a five star rating. All that support, uh, you know, means so much to us. It helps us a lot. You know, keep pumping out content for you guys. Um, who are we, who are we facing next? It is the Cardinals. The Cardinals figured. All right, so another home game. Hopefully we can really bounce back this week um, against Kyler Murray and that team. Um, both, both teams that have definitely uh, been disappointments this year, to say the least. Um, both teams that have head coaches, uh, young head coaches, that are definitely on their way out after this year. So that, that this is going to be an interesting one. Um, on one of our next few episodes, we'll be previewing that game. So make sure you have notifications on so you don't miss that one. Um, all the predictions go down in there. Keys to victory. Let you guys know exactly what we got to do. Uh, we hit we hit on all our keys to victory on our previous episode. Um, obviously, just the Broncos weren't fully able to uh, execute those. But um, make sure you guys are followed and uh, have notifications on, on all sp- uh, platforms. Be sure to leave a comment. Um, and answer the poll on Spotify to let you guys know, let us know what you think about the podcast. With that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Until the next one, peace.